0: Who we were before Christ doesn't define us. What defines us is who we are in Christ. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. We're moving on today in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to be in verses 7-11. through 11, And this is the second half of the teaching that we began on Friday, where Paul started to address um, the issue of lawsuits among believers. And so if we remember that 1 Corinthians is a book of correction, where Paul began to methodically go through um, certain errors uh, that needed to be corrected within the life of the Corinthian believers' fellowship, Um, And so he continues on today in that same tone. Uh, But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you again. Uh, for a new week uh, the promise of a new start and maybe lord this week we will see that last week's problems stay put and we can move on this week learning the lessons from the week behind and also celebrating the strength that you gave us to endure the things that came our way and also to live above the fray to live above Uh, what our natural person would incline us to because of your son's presence in our lives through the Holy Spirit. And we pray also, Lord, as we study today, that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide us through the word, that uh, he might be our true navigator, that he might give us insight and understanding into your word. And we give you thanks for your word today, Lord God. Continue to use it to profit us uh, in our growth and grace and uh, And our application of it, and the living of our lives here in the world, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. amen all right, first Corinthians six seven through eleven this is what Paul writes: The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed You were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Now, he begins by following up with uh, what he was teaching in the previous six verses, and we covered that text on Friday. But he says, The very fact that you have lawsuits among you indicates that you've already been defeated. you're not walking in the grace of Jesus if you're taking all of these petty matters to court. Now, there's a difference between petty matters and serious matters when someone's rights have been infringed upon in a serious way, and we elevated the issue of abuse um, last Friday. Um, Then we need to do all that we can, including using available legal resolutions to protect people and to... um, and to preserve their rights and to take those who do wrong uh, to the proper authorities. But when we're talking about petty matters, um, those things could be handled uh, between the church, between the parties, and then mediated with a, a strong and mature spiritual believer Uh, who could serve as an arbiter between those parties. But he says, why why, why do you do these things? Why not rather be wronged in these petty ways? Why not rather be cheated in these petty ways? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. And so um, it, it seems to me the implication here is that these things are happening within the body of Christ, and believers are suing believers, but then believers are also... Uh, suing non-believers for these petty things. And earlier uh, in the first six verses, Paul says, this is hurting your witness to the outside world when they see Christian believers taking them to court over these petty matters. Um, But he goes bigger picture here. He says, don't you realize that all wrongdoers, if if you're in a place of wrongdoing and you are not covered by the grace of Jesus, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. He says all wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God, and then he goes on a list that covers a variety of of wrongdoings um, deception, sexual immorality, um, idolaters, adulterers, those who are having sex with their own gender, uh, people who are thieves, the greedy drunkards, slanderers, people who gossip and slander, swindlers, people who are cheating people out of their belongings or out of their money. None of these people inherit the kingdom of God in their sinful state. If they're actively pursuing those sins, if they're headlong in those sins, and they have no notion in their hearts that they're doing wrong, and there's nothing in them that is repentant of the wrong, then Paul is clear, the Bible is clear, that they will not inherit The kingdom of God. And I love how he frames the context of this teaching, though. He says, and that is what some of you were. And the implication is that's who you were, what you were before Christ, before you encountered the grace and mercy of Jesus, before God's grace went to work on your heart, transforming your life into something altogether new. That's what you were, but you were washed you were sanctified, made holy, you were justified, you were made right with your Creator in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You see, what a great reminder that our justification, our sanctification, our being made right with God, our being set apart and made holy has nothing to do with our efforts All we must do is recognize that we are sinners in need of a Savior and turn to the one who can save us, and he will make us right. He justifies the scales. He will set us uh, on the right course for our lives. He will set us apart, consecrating us for his holy purposes. He will wash us clean of our sins by his grace and mercy. That's the work of Jesus. All we must do is recognize, come to our senses and recognize that we need Him. That we're sinners in need of a Savior. Jesus does the saving. Jesus does the cleaning. Jesus does the justifying. Jesus does the sanctifying. That is His work. Our work is simply to get out of His way and let Him do those things in our lives by the power of His Spirit at work within us. Now, we can all think back on our story, and I think back on mine frequently because I'm so amazed by His grace and the transformation that He's done in my life and continues to do in my life because I am far from perfect, but I'm not who I was yesterday, and I'm not who I was the day before, and it's only a testimony to His grace and mercy at work. And you're not who you were. And I love that Paul reminds us this is who you were, not who you are in Christ. And so, my friends, let's walk today as children of the present moment in Christ. Uh, Let's walk today remembering who we were, but praising God for who we are by his grace and mercy. All right, my friends, this is a powerful teaching. And the world needs to hear it, and we need to be often reminded of it so that we can stay connected to who we are in Christ and be reminded of, it, of, reminded of His powerful uh, work in our lives. All right, my friends, God bless you. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to study, and I pray that these words would be a benefit and blessing to you as you go about your day today. God bless.